You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan. Thank you for tuning in today and every day that you tune in. Today is Tuesday, March the 23rd. We are chugging along in yet another week and got to watch some more Cardinal baseball yesterday. And today's episode on this wonderful Tuesday is brought to you by Locker Room. Be sure to download the app on your iOS device and join me after the game today. That's Tuesday to get on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. If you're unable to join me on Locker Room today, if you're listening after the game is over on Tuesday, uh, you can be sure I'll be releasing um, part of that discussion, not all of it, but part of it for tomorrow's episode because I misspoke in Monday's episode. I uh, mistakenly said that um, that it would be a crossover uh, edition on Wednesday, but this is my off week, so be sure to tune in to, to Locked On Brewers, Pirates, Reds, and Cubs for their Locked On uh, crossover for the division days on Wednesday, but today is my off week. We'll finish up the division days next week with uh, Ethan Smith and I talking some Pirates and Cardinals crossover action, so we'll be looking for that next week, but be sure to download the Locker Room app and join me tomorrow after the game. In the, or today, rather, after the game. Um, and the game today starts at around 12.05 for the first pitch. So probably about, well, I'd say, 3.30, 4 o'clock, somewhere um, thereabouts. But let's talk about yesterday's game. And there are really two main characters that I'm going to talk about. And I, I, I imagine that you can tell me who those two main characters are. That's Dylan Carlson, and that's Jack Flaherty. Jack Flaherty, his his ending line isn't going to tell you the full story. Five and a third, five hits, four runs, three earned, walked three, struck out five. I will say, I'm going to you know so do something I don't always do, for those of you who don't usually, or first-time listeners or whatever, I'm going to start negative and say that the, the, the biggest thing that's concerning me right now for Jack Flaherty is is the are the or excuse me are are the walks in one inning on the 28th against Washington he walked three batters in four innings against Washington on the 10th he walked a batter so not terrible but then yesterday he walks three batters in five and a third innings so seven walks and ten and a third innings I mean that, that's nothing spectacular you you definitely want you'd want to see a lower walk total from your starting pitcher from your star from your ace from your number one guy, from your opening day starter. So that is definitely concerning. And I thought today, or I'm sorry, yesterday on Monday that, that, you know, he got squeezed a little bit, and I'm not usually one to berate the umpires or officials in any sport as I am an umpire and an official. But, uh, and again, the camera angle at Roger Dean Stadium is a little bit lower, so it's a little weirder. So maybe pitches look better, couldn't see the entirety of the plate. But I thought Florida got squeezed a little bit here and there, but his stuff looked really good. I really thought that he had an explosive fastball. Um, I, I believe that it was the, the th- third or fourth inning um, that he struck out the side on pretty much exclusively heaters. He didn't check out the side. He struck out Magnus Sierra on three straight heaters, and then he struck out Sandy Alcantara on two heaters and then a called third strikeout on a slider. Uh, that looked low. Nevertheless, 
I thought his stuff looked really good yesterday. Slider had some sharp bite to it. When he could locate the fastball, the fastball was working for him. Stuff was of no concern. Innings one through four were fantastic. Inning five is where you start to get a little bit tricky. Let's take you through what happened in inning number five for those of you who weren't able to watch. I'll give you my thoughts on the scenarios. Um, Lewis Brenton singles on a base hit to left field. That's fine. No big deal. And then Jazz Chisholm singles, and Lewis Brinson goes to third on a base hit to left field. Brinson was aggressive. It paid off. Brinson's got some speed to go with it. Great. The next play is where kind of the chaos starts to come around. Joe Dunnard hit ground ball to second base. Little, you know, not, not pop fly, but a little, little bit of a, a question mark as to whether it's going to drop or not. Rondone fields it, throws to first. And at that point, the runner on third, which is Lewis Brinson, uh, takes off once the ball is thrown. And Matt Carpenter, who is now at first base after being moved, um, drops the baseball pretty abruptly. Um, Wasn't a transfer, wasn't anything. I don't know how the first base umpire missed it. I think it was Lance Barksdale at first base at the time. Because uh, uh, the I forget who it was exactly, but it wasn't Angel Hernandez who was listed as the first base umpire in the box score. But I'm pretty sure it was Lance Barksdale because they rotate in spring training. I don't know how that was called an out. That was pretty clearly not in it, on the exchange. So Carpenter got the benefit of that out on a ball that he clearly should have caught at his chest. No excuse for it. So that's an error. Next pitch. Sierra scores on a wild pitch. Pinch hitter, um, Peyton Burdick, home run. And then all of a sudden it's 4-2 to two, almost in the blink of an eye. So that was a wacky, that was a weird fifth inning. Baseball's wacky, baseball's weird, I get it. I'm not reading too much into that other than the fact that Matt Carpenter is not a first baseman. <laughs> is what I get most out of that play. Jack Flirty also had an air mixed in there to, to score a run. Uh, that I forgot to mention. So obviously not all of it was on the fielders behind Flaherty. He also had something to do with it. But at the same time, that that was just weird. That was bizarre. Um, and if in a regular season game, Flaherty probably finishes that sixth inning, uh, or finish yeah. So he finishes the the fifth and goes out for the sixth, gets an out in the fifth for being pulled at ninety pitches. Um, giving up a, a double or an extra base hit, rather. And so I just think that in a regular season game, Flirty probably gets through the sixth, and then he gets that quality start of only the three earned runs, wouldn't have any issue with it. It was just the weirdness and the wackiness of the, the sixth of that fifth inning. But big, big, big step for Jack Flaherty yesterday. I thought, like I said, I thought his stuff was good. The results aren't quite there yet. But the stuff, to me, looked as good as it has in a while. And that, to me, is the most encouraging part. Everything else will work. Everything else will work itself out. The numbers are going to be there for Flaherty at the end of the year. At the end of 162, I truly believe that the numbers are going to be there for Jack Flaherty. Yesterday was a big indication of that. Results again questionable, but stuff was absolutely there. Fastball slider both looked really sharp, really good. Late break on the slider. Really impressed with Jack Flaherty yesterday, and probably getting a little bit overexcited, but I'm excited nonetheless. Because we, we can't get overly excited or, you know, trying to get overly excited about these pitchers that have one good game. And, you know, obviously very excited and very positive outlook for Jack Flaherty. But at the same time, got to take it game by game. 
Behind him, Tyler Webb came in and did a fantastic job. He's not going to light up the radar gun with his stuff, but he's going to get out. Giovanni Gallegos usually lights up the radar gun with his stuff. He did not get out. He got two, but he also gave up three earned on two walks, struck out one, gave up three hits. Not a great day for Giovanni Gallegos. Uh, gave up runs on, on a triple and a single. Um, so, yeah, so just not not a good day, and the Cardinals end up losing this one 7-2. I know it would have been really positive, but the Cardinals did lose um, to fall to 7-7-3, seven and seven and three, I believe, are the ties. Ties aren't on MLB.com, but I think it's three ties. So, other than Giovanni Gallegos, I thought pitching was really good considering it was Flaherty Webb, and uh, you also had Austin Warner in there for a third of an inning. Uh, Warner's a lefty to keep your keep uh, uh, your eye on. Um, he's only gotten uh, two-thirds of an innings pitched in spring this year, walked a batter, struck out a batter, gave up a hit, but no one runs. But something to keep in the back of your head is Austin Warner. So pitching was really good, and, and Flaherty, what he means to this staff cannot be put into words. Jack Flaherty means the world to the staff. You know, as high as I am on this pitching staff, and if you're a long-term listener, you know that I am extremely high on the staff, um, on the depth uh, particularly. But I'm not. I'm no. I'm no fool to to think that you know Jack Flaherty is is definitely the best. I'm not a fool in thinking that this rotation will be good without Jack Flaherty. It, it loses a lot, obviously, without Jack Flaherty, and he's really important. They talked about it on the broadcast today, yesterday, rather. Jack Flaherty is the is is the key to this rotation because if he falters, then you have a lot of question marks behind him. But Jack Flaherty, if he's able to have the stuff that he had yesterday, I have no concern about Flaherty moving forward. And another man that I'm very excited about is Dylan Carlson, who had another bomb yesterday. Um, and I'll be talking about why I'm excited for Carlson and other um, notables in the lineup, uh, both good and bad from yesterday's game, coming up here in just a moment. RockAuto.com is a family business supporting customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Those prices that I mentioned are always reliably below at rockauto.com, whether you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's at rockauto.com. Offensively, yesterday the Cardinals had to go up against Sandy Alcantara, uh, so that, that was no easy task. Uh, before I get into that, I do want to tell you guys about Locked On Today. It's a uh, podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski, and you can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes on this Locked On Today podcast. Uh, with every major sport, local experts pop on, myself included, uh, so be sure to follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Offensively, we're going to start things off with Dylan Carlson. He is heating up. There's no question about it. Hit a mammoth home run um, down the right field line on Saturday. Hits a mammoth home run down the right field line yesterday. 
and it, it was it's just encouraging to see um, you know somebody who's hyped up so much produce. Um, you know, obviously, you still got to wonder what the results are going to be off of breaking pitches. But um, you know, hit 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 the ninety four mile an hour fastball, drop the head of the barrel on it, hit it out. So I mean that that was huge, and you know, it was also it was interesting to see Paul De- or Dylan Carlson get a little bloop singled on the right field line. Um, also in a fastball, but what was really impressive to see about that in this fourth inning was that he was able to work the count, get seven pitch at bat, bloop one, make contact down the right field line. And get on base and and help the team. Not everything needs to be a home run. Not everything needs to be hit 400 feet. And when when, when things are going well, those hits are going to fall. Things are going well right now for Dylan Carlson. So those those hits are going to fall. There's no question about it. And I I was just really impressed with the type of at-bat that Carlson put together there in that sixth inning. Starts off with a uh, swinging strike, called strike, uh, on a changeup, and then a foul-foul. Um, on two really good uh, breaking pitches, one being a changeup, one a slider, takes a fastball out of the strike zone, uh, way out of the strike zone, fouls off a changeup, and then puts a fastball in play to just put it in play and get some runs home. Or not get some runs. Yeah, he, he did score a run there on that single. Excuse me. Um, so, again, the power of guys like Tyler O'Neill, guys like Dylan Carlson, I don't question. It's can they work together at bats? Can they put together at bats? And can they put the ball in play more often and, and not worry so much about the home runs because the home runs are going to come? Arm Layton, locked on MLB prospects, uh, retweeted or replied to my locked on Cardinals tweet from the, from the Twitter account there, uh, saying that Carlson's going to hit 25 home runs with a ton of doubles. I know Key Brian Hayes is standing over there on third base for Pittsburgh in the NL and. But I'll tell you what, if Dylan Carlson is able to hit 25 home runs and, quote, ton of doubles, unquote, Rookie of the Year seems to, to be his award to lose, in my humble opinion. Just saying. I think that, he, you know, I, I think everybody knows that he's got the possibility to to be the National League Rookie of the Year, and I, I truly believe that if he does hit 25 home runs, then he will be that uh, award winner, um, and it, it's just nice to see guys heating up and get their timing right at the right time. And again, in terms of, of heating up in general, you'd obviously like to wait until October, but you got to produce early and often. And guys like Paul DeYoung, guys like Dylan Carlson are starting to find their stride a little bit. Uh, DeYoung went one for two you know, yesterday, also worked a walk. Guys are starting to find their strides. Also, Paul Goldschmidt had a nice day yesterday. Starting things off really well in the first inning. Works a nine-pitch at bat. Gets a little bloop down the left field line for a double. Next step, or a couple at-bats later, lines a shot into left center field. 106 mile an hour, miles an hour off the bat for a single. Baseball is weird. Sometimes you hit the ball 1,000 miles an hour, it's an out. You hit the ball 2 miles an hour, to hit. Things are weird. Obviously, that's an oversimplification and an over-exaggeration, but you get the point. Guys are starting to find their strides. That is huge for this offense. Two guys that are not finding their strides, whoever, are Matt Carpenter and Harrison Bader. Harrison Bader is somebody that I am high on, not, not high on, somebody that I'm still holding out hope for. 0 for 3 yesterday with a strikeout. I hit the ball hard on the ground a couple times, but just wasn't able to find a hit. Carpenter struck out twice in four at-bats, and obviously, like I talked about a little bit earlier, had that error in the field that really killed the Cardinals' momentum and um, hindered uh, Flaherty's ability to, to be effective. But 
I mean, Carlson and Goldschmidt had the only two extra base hits for St. Louis today. Um, I mean, Paul Young did go one for two. Arenado definitely um, slight concern, maybe not not the greatest of springs, but again, he's going to be fine at, at when things are all said and done. Molina had a nice little single today. I'm sorry, yesterday. But you know, Dean went 0 for three. You don't like to see that. And Kisner didn't get a hit. It it got the, again not to get too far off track, but the two guys that I'm not worried about in terms of that's going to be a detriment to the offense, but two guys that are definitely being negatives right now are Matt Carpenter and Harrison Bader. They are they they are they're they're doing exactly what what they've done the last year or so, and that is strike out and not get any hits. They didn't get on base today at all, um, so it's not like you can even say they, they they got on base. They didn't work a walk. They, they weren't able to reach, reach via an air. Bader was not able to use his lethal and deadly speed. And again, people you know people can say I'm getting too positive on Flaherty uh, for one start, and then I'm getting too negative on Bader and Carpenter after a couple games. But I mean, again, I'm not tr- there, there's a balance as to reading it too much into spring training stats and also realizing what they are. They are stats, and Bader's 3 for 28 for a 107 average this spring, and Carpenter's 1 for 29. They, they just don't look like they have their timing right. I think Bader can still get it done. I have more confidence in Bader to produce this season than I do Matt Carpenter. But at the same time, that, that hope can only be hope for so long before it does turn into results. And... Bader needs needs to kick it in high gear and get going here pretty soon because he he can't start the season hitting a buck oh seven. Uh, what was he? Let me pull it back up. He can't start the season three for twenty eight. Cardinals need more from that from their center fielder. Defense is going to be there. I understand. I get it. But if Bader starts the season three for twenty eight, Lane Thomas needs to start in center field. He just does. Or you, you you start Austin Dean or Justin Williams in, in right field and move Carlson to center field. Whichever one of those two makes the roster, whatever one you want to construct your lineup around. But, you know, I know the center fielder spot is Bader's to lose, but he might be losing it. He really might be, you know, not, not <laughs> um, losing the job. Strictly talking about the baseball job. And if Matt Carpenter's name wasn't Matt Carpenter, he wouldn't make the opening day roster. I'll tell you that much. But again, there is something to say about it. he is Matt Carpenter, so he does get more of a benefit of the doubt than others just because of the pedigree that he has. And I get it. Hasn't produced since 2018. I understand. Slow your roll. But um the, the pedigree is still there and the belief in him is still there in this in this pitching or in this coaching staff. So positives from yesterday's game offensively, obviously Goldschmidt and Carlson, two negatives that I'm worried about. Um that is a that are concerns for St. Louis, Carpenter and Bader. Um, but the Cardinals do have a game today, chance to uh, you know right the ship, I guess. But as we get w- within a week, or uh, coming up on a week before opening day, Cardinals face off against the Nationals again. And guess what? They don't get to face Max Scherzer, which is a huge win for St. Louis. So I'll break down that game as well as give you some news on Adam Wainwright coming up here in just a moment. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. And we have a little bit of something called going on right now called March Madness, if you haven't heard about it, so you can bet on all the college games going on. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds that you need to know. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. 
head to the website or use your mobile device. At, uh, the website is betonline.ag, or you can use your mobile device to sign up today and enter the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right, 50% more money on your first deposit with promo code Locked On. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the business for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of its bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is best. It's time for Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is chocolate brownie chunk versus lemon almond cheesecake. My vote is going for chocolate brownie chunk. How can you vote against that? Head over to BuiltBar.com or at Bar underscore Built on Twitter. Again, that's BuiltBar.com or at Bar underscore Built on Twitter to vote. And remember to also use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15, LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Like I mentioned, we are getting dangerously close to opening day, and that means uh, right here on the Locked On MLB Podcast Network, we have one of our biggest events coming up, and that is the Locked On MLB Division Preview Series. I've recorded mine. Uh, We have all of our local experts in every MLB market to answer the biggest questions around each team. Be sure to follow Locked On MLB on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. That is coming up on the 24th of March, so get excited for that, but we're going to wrap up the show today with uh, talking about t- today's game, um, and that's uh, Cardinals versus Nationals. It's on uh, Fox Sports Bed West. Um, if you're able to watch that, you can also listen to it on the NationalsMB.com or the Cardinals Radio Network. Just for the information for you. And like I said, the Cardinals are not facing off against Max Scherzer. They're facing off against Patrick Corbin, who comes into the spring with an 0-1 record and a 5-1-9 ERA. He's facing against, uh, facing off against rather one of uh, the top Cardinal pitchers of the, the spring, and that is Adam Wainwright, who comes in with a um, minute ERA, if you will, of 1.98. He's also got 13 punchouts in his 13 and two thirds of an innings pitched. This will be his fifth game started. Um, the news about Adam Wainwright that I teased before this segment was uh, is rather that he is going to be the uh, Cardinal starter on April 8th, and that is not opening day, but that is the home opener for St. Louis against the Brew Crew. That would That's going to be super special to be able to watch Adam Wainwright go out there and um, and start against the Milwaukee Brewers on opening day at Bush Stadium, or home opener at Bush Stadium, like, like I mentioned, but uh, that that's just super special for, for him to be able to do that. Um, and I just think that uh, it, it's going to mean a lot to him, especially in what might be, uh, again, knock on wood, but what might be his final season to, to get that home opener start in that final season. Um, that's going to be really special. Um, and obviously, hopefully, to have Yadier Molina behind the, the dish to, to, to start one more, you know, maybe one more final hurrah for uh, Wainwright and Yadi. Again, don't always want to think about the... Um, about the the end, but the end probably is getting pretty near for Yachty and Wainwright. But again, uh, Thursday the eighth, opening day or home opener for 
the St. Louis Cardinals and Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, that game was at 3.15 Central Time, so looking forward to that. Uh, but in terms of, of the game tomorrow, probably see some more regulars in there. Tyler O'Neill is probably going to get a start since he uh, did not start today. Um, Tommy Edmond as well. He played yes yesterday, but um, O'Neill probably be the extra starter that I imagine would get some playing time today. Uh, once again, be sure to follow me on the locked on or excuse me, on the locker room app if you have an iOS device to uh, follow along for a post game chat today. Um, and again, I will post part of the discussion um, on the show for tomorrow. And if you want to be a part of the discussion, you, you can get to interact with me if you uh, are able to, to join. Um, be sure to, to go to the locker room app tomorrow after the game is over. Um, you can follow me on LJ Fastball on Twitter. That's also my handle on the locker room app. But LJ Fastball on Twitter is where I will be uh, keeping you guys up to date on that. And also be sure to follow the show uh, on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. And that is going to do it for today's show. Be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.